Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to NatureBack Podcast, where we are speaking with investors and entrepreneurs about the green future. My name is Tarmoletti, and today my guest is Hilary Pops from Practica Capital. Welcome to NatureBack, Hilary. Hello, thanks for having me. What is Practica doing? Happy to tell you about us a little bit. So uh, we are a pan-Baltic fund, which means that this 80 million that we have the privilege of investing, we're investing only in the three Baltic countries, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. It's uh, the third vintage of this fund. And very surprisingly, uh, Praktika only has one Estonian investment uh, until today which uh, which in my opinion is now very good that I am here in Estonia and we have Maria in Latvia as well. So finally, we are an actual pan-Baltic uh, uh, fund, not just a Baltic uh, fund in Lithuania. We invest uh, quite uh, big tickets. We're able to do up to 3 million investments in the first round and then take it up to 8 million uh, if we feel like it's a really good uh, match. And, uh, and since we have 80 million to invest, then I must say that we are not a nature-focused uh, fund. We're not a green tech-focused fund. We don't really have the luxury of choosing this much. But I personally am very uh, interested in this world, in this topic, and uh, looking at the background of Praktika and seeing the companies in the portfolio already and how a big part of it is uh, green tech companies just makes me happy because you see that even generalist funds are now seeing that that green tech companies are doing really well and they're not just a charity but they're actually a good investment. Uh, how do you guys choose the companies to invest in? That's quite a long process it of course depends on uh, the person that is doing the investment and their personal uh, uh, personal uh, preferences as well, but uh, it depends first of all of the team, how well the team uh, clicks with our team because it's a relationship of 10 years in the future, right? And then uh, once uh, this check is made, then we deep dive into the numbers. Since we're not a fund that's the first money in, we don't invest into pre-seed companies, we don't uh, take any technology risk, we expect the company already to know what they're doing and use our money to scale then uh, I guess our due diligence is very number heavy as well. We do look at the metrics. We look at how the founder translates the metrics, even how the founder builds. The, uh, you said that the fund is not nature focused, even though a lot of green tech investments have been made. Uh, what's your passion for the nature? Where does it come from? That's a good question. If uh, I look at uh, what I have done for work, then after uh, leaving Pipe Drive, I joined Ampler Bikes. So we were building uh, electrical bicycles and I think I think professionally my appetite for anything uh, connected to clean tech comes from there because the mission there was very clear. Less cars on the streets, more uh, bikes and more people on the streets and that probably took me down all those rabbit holes of uh, why we need to walk for health, why we need to ride bikes for the health of the planet and so on. And from there on I just have been uh, uh, attracted to those kinds of ideas much more and those kinds of founders as well because oftentimes I see that they are more passionate about what they're building and they don't just want to either get rich or just be a startup founder. The electric vehicles uh, business is of course not the greatest one these days, right? 
Uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, in Estonia, we've had some troubles, of course, but I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I don't think the industry itself will disappear. Maybe some companies go, some companies come, but we will still need bicycles. And I definitely believe that that's where the world is headed, that people are seeing that we can't have that many cars, both for us, for our health and for the health of the planet as well. So I don't think... Uh, uh, I don't think the industry itself is in trouble that much. Mm. It was just the wrong time for the industry to scale or just too many too many uh, e-scooters on the roads of uh, big cities during the boom years of 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can call it the market adjustment as well. But in Estonia, even though Ampler Bikes uh, uh, now put the breads in the same cupboard uh, with Go, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing either because ampler bikes and the excellent bikes that they produce still exist and are just going stronger, I think. Mm. Investing in green tech, you say that it's not investment for good or just investment for good. How do you see the balance between is green tech investment just uh, you know return on capital logic or is there some other logic also? Both are really important, in my opinion. I do believe that the founders that create these companies uh, usually started for the vision that they have for the world, for the problems that they want to solve. But uh, of course, the startups won't be anywhere without uh, gaining any returns either, because you can create the best uh, green tech company in your garage, but if nobody's there to see it or nobody understands what you're doing, then it doesn't matter. You have to grow, you have to earn money as well in order for your solution to work, to be seen and to be used by the masses. So mm, I would say it's a, it's a 50-50 balance. Mm. What are the kind of most uh, known portfolio companies uh, in practice uh, portfolio in the, in the green tech field? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would uh, point out two of them. Uh, the first one is uh, PVCase, and PVCase is uh, creating uh, software for uh, wind turbines. And the second one, and uh, since I've spent some time with the founder, then I must say one of my favorites is uh, Heavy Finance, who is helping uh, farmers go over to no-till farming with uh, zero percentage uh, loans. And I'm a, I'm an investor there myself as well. <clears throat> What's the money in that equation? Zero percent loans, uh, money comes from... uh... The money comes from uh, selling the CO2 offsets that comes from uh, moving over to no-till farming. So they're able to sell these uh, quotas, uh, give the money back to the investors and seems like a win-win-win solution. And uh, what's, what's in it for the farmers? The farmers can get new equipment uh, and can go over to the no-till farming, which hopefully will get the better yield for them as well. Looking at the bigger picture, 2024 from the investor perspective, how do you see the landscape today in the Baltic countries as that this is your focus? Mm -hmm. Uh, Promising, very promising. Of course, uh, there are investors who weren't able to get their fund together and it might be more difficult for them right now because uh, getting money from LPs is a bit difficult as well with uh, today's markets but we are in a very good position of having this money to invest and and I do think that there are companies to invest in as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of Lithuania right now. I think Lithuania is uh, similar to what Estonia was maybe five years ago or maybe a little bit more that you have uh, founders and builders who know what they're doing. and, and they have the ideas and the inspiration as well to build great things. Uh, but, uh, but the same in Estonia. I think uh, 
even though we're in a little bit of a situation where everything is new and the money isn't that easy to come by anymore, the stronger ones will definitely survive and um, and come out of the stronger. What about Latvia? They always seem to be the problem child of the free. <laughs> That's what they say, yes. Um, I have big hopes for Latvia as well, and maybe there isn't like a good correlation between these two, but since they just opened their startup house and they are on the road to getting actually three new green tech funds, then I'm... Uh, hoping that Latvia will shine as well. Maybe not this year, but in the upcoming years for sure. Mm. Uh, if you would need to kind of compare Baltics, looking from Estonia, it looks a little bit weird combination anyway, but the, the, the kind of the Baltics across, Baltics versus the rest of Europe, what makes the region stand out? Definitely, it's uh, smaller smallness, which uh, I I think every one of us here sees as a benefit. So we are very close to the experts we have in these countries. It's very easy to make connections. It's really easy to try out uh, new things to test them here. And I think uh, by now already we also have very good connections on uh, finding our way abroad. So once the founders test something here, they can easily already go to the U.S. or go to the Scandinavian countries, whichever is better for the product that they're building. So. Mm, I don't think anything has changed there. I think mm. we're still, uh, to the ones who have been making business here, they still see us as a viable option and uh, looking from afar, uh, then it is something exotic, something that has uh, created uh, a new kind of uh, world, I think, coming from the history that we have. Mm. You said that 2024 looks promising for who? For the investors or for the startups or I think for both mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, needs it's going to need a lot of work it's going to need a lot of uh, effort because money isn't that easy to come by at the moment investors are doing much more due diligence it might take up to six months or a year to raise the round but uh, if all the chips fall into right places then uh, then you have less competition so mm -hmm. that's uh, another way to look at the situation right now. Mm -hmm. How do you see the uh, kind of impact of really slow exit market? Mm, it has an impact for sure, but I think for the stages that we are investing in here, which is uh, mostly pre-seed and seed, then we don't see it that uh, directly. And maybe it comes in with a little bit of a lag, right? So if founders are just starting their first business or maybe even getting the second money in or maybe even going in the A round, I don't think that they're thinking about this that much they are still operating based on uh, the ambition and the blind vision and that's a good thing it, it is totally a good thing but i was more, more thinking about from the investor side uh, i think i was recently looking at the last year's exit uh, data for europe from pitchbook and uh, basically said that 2023 was the smallest number in 10 years and that looked rather worrying to me maybe i'm just reading too much into this it might be worrying for sure, but I think it's just time for us, for the investors to get creative as well, whether it's uh, finding different kinds uh, of exits, uh, uh, more mergers, more sales, or going to other geographies as well. I, I, I can't say in what's going to happen in the future. I must say that none of our companies have gotten this far either, so I mm. don't have the personal experience. But, uh, but what I do know for sure is that uh, the market is not going to stop. It's not going to just end. You just have to be more diligent and more creative in the work that you do. Mm, absolutely. Good. Thanks, Hilary, for this uh, chat. Thank you so much.
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric acid. Electric acid.